0: Years later, the cysts are gone. I had my natural period on my own without birth control. I've tried three times. I have three children. They were all born at home. They're happy and healthy. So it really is a testament to our environment and of course our diet and how the power of pure really can be so transformative.
1: Hi, and welcome to the All Too Well podcast. I'm your host, Erica Huss. I'm a wellness entrepreneur, wellness expert, your wellness whisperer, and I'm here with tips and resources and fascinating conversations to make your journey towards better health just a little bit more comfortable and a little less cringy. And today I am sharing a conversation that I had with the co-founder of a company that you may or may not be familiar with called Branch Basics. And uh, as you know, I I don't do that many of the founder, co-founder interviews because I feel like, you know, in general, they tend to turn into just sort of an extended infomercial trying to push product. And there are other fantastic podcast hosts that do that kind of conversation well, and that's, you know, good for them. That's not really my jam. I like to kind of deep dive into, you know, real topics and issues and, and challenges and questions that you may have around how to optimize your well-being. And that's really the lane that I prefer to stay in. But every once in a while, you have the founder who really can kind of bring all of these things to the table. And Allison Evans is definitely, uh, she really sits in that sweet spot. Branch Basics is a company that is completely clean, non-toxic home care, environmental home care. And, uh, her story and the story that she shares with her aunt, who is another one of the co-founders of the company, is just beyond like jaw-dropping, in how she had suffered from all manner of ailments, um, starting with a very very early diagnosis of polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is not a not a not concerning. Issue that a lot of women face, and really was able to identify that you know the it was it was her environment that was actually slowly poisoning her from the inside out, and that was kind of the light bulb moment. Obviously, there's a lot more to the story that I'm going to let her tell, but it's really one of those moments of once you know you can't really unknow it. And now, uh, since we had that conversation, I have actually gone around my home and. Even somebody like me who pays special attention to these things, I'm finding all sorts of products of concern in my home and things that I'm planning on ditching sooner than later. And it's not about, you know, it's not about fear mongering. It's not about making you run out and buy a whole bunch of new things to replace your old things. It's really just about raising awareness on uh, very, very common factors in your environment that you're probably not even aware of having an impact on you, but this whole world of endocrine-disrupting toxins and chemicals is something that is not to be taken lightly because it has very serious implications. So again, I'm always here just to arm you with knowledge and information and let you make your own choices, and today is no exception. So here is my chat with Alison Evans. Alison Evans, you are co-founder of Branch Basics. And I know you have more than one co-founder. You guys are a great little um, team there. So yeah, can you... Trio. Yes, a power trio. Um, mm-hmm. Please share what this company is all about because I'm so excited to just kind of dive in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, if you're not familiar with Branch Basics and you're listening in, we are a non-toxic cleaning product company, as in we sell cleaning products for the home, Um, We have a liquid concentrate that can be diluted with the empty bottles that we ship in our starter kit. And it once diluted, basically our product replaces every cleaner in your house. So we have the all-purpose bottle, the bathroom bottle, which can tackle your toilets, um, streak-free, which is more for window and glass. Uh, We have the hand soap and the laundry bottle. So really, truly everything is made from this one concentrate, And can do all of the things. And then we sell this oxygen boost that comes along with it. But I say all that because that's pretty much all I'm going to say about our products, the entire rest of the podcast, probably, because we are not a company that set out to sell soap. We are a company that is putting education and we are so passionate about educating people and creating a healthy home by recognizing and removing and then replacing the toxins in the home with healthy alternatives. Um, And so we are all about education over products. Yes. I love that.
1: So full disclosure, um, we met because, well, first of all, I've been using your product for many, many years. Uh, I might talk about your product a little bit just because I think it's wonderful. Um, (laughs) I won't stop you. That's good. We met and came together for this conversation because you are actually going to be uh, joining us in Nashville in November for our Gather Wellness and Beauty Summit. Uh, we really, really loved the idea of having um, a clean cleaning company come in, both to share the product with the attendees, but also more importantly, you and I believe one of your co founders is going Kelly. to be sitting. You and Kelly are going to be sitting on one of our panels to really dive into this topic. I think it is a topic that oftentimes really goes unaddressed even when people are talking about, you know, cleaning up their diet or even cleaning up their skincare. The the home, the environment seems like it's sometimes an afterthought. So that's why we're here today is to really dig into that and also um, just because I'm so, so thrilled to have connected with you. I think you guys are just doing absolutely incredible things. Um, and I, I really, I do have a couple questions about the product. So we'll dive into that later.
0: But, <laughs> no, um, I, I love that you said that because I think that so many people on this health journey, um, have thought about the food. I mean, how can you not when you're, you know, kicking off your, your wellness, um, you know, routine or trying to address a health issue. I mean, of course, one of the very first things we think about is our diet. But I think what's um, ironic about that is that so many of those people have made those changes and made those sacrifices. And let's face it, like cleaning out a refrigerator or pantry or trying to navigate, you know, a whole new diet is much harder than looking at your, you know, underneath your kitchen countertop, your, your, underneath your kitchen sink and in your laundry room and ditching all the synthetically fragranced candles and trash bags and all of these things. But in the end, like they are toxins that are all adding up and it contributing to this toxic load in our body that is ultimately preventing us from achieving those health goals that we're focusing all on the diet for. You know what I mean? Right. And so yeah. we always say, gosh, like, the very first thing you should do is just clean out the pesticides, clean out the fragrances, like get your home to a place where your body can naturally run in the direction that it was meant to run in, which is to restore and heal and feel good. And then let's tackle the diet. I mean, not to say that, you know, one is more important than the other, but we truly believe that the environment and the diet play equal roles in, in, you know, maintaining health. Yeah,
1: no, hundred percent agree. And again, I think it's something that, It just deserves a lot more attention than it gets. Um, And to your point, it's actually easier sometimes to make those changes than it is to wean yourself off of the processed food that, you know, the big food industry has deliberately gotten you hooked
0: on. Totally. I mean, believe me, some people are addicted to dryer sheets. We have whole articles on this. There's a lot of emotional attachment to fragrances and stuff. Yeah, there is. But in the end, there is more of an addiction to the (laughs) processed foods. I mean, literally, the additives put in those processed foods are made to create like an addictive cycle, you know, especially. children's food. So if it's a child in the home or something like that, that, um, you know, maybe not the person that's in charge, like it's someone in the home that's being cared for elderly children, someone that's immunocompromised. That's when we're like, gosh, this is the opportunity to go look at the pesticides, look at the cleaning products and really make those changes and not even involve that person. um, and then start working on the diet. Yeah. Don't even tell them. Yeah. So
1: can you can you share the origin story of how this all came to be in the first place? And then we can get into yeah. a little bit more on the science piece because that is the piece that you know really needs to be talked about. But I I, yeah. I think your origin story is super important.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we would not exist without what happened to my aunt, who is my other co-founder, and myself, and then eventually Kelly in terms of um how what we educate on was initially what completely transformed our health and if not saved our lives. But for me, I grew up in Houston, Texas, where I am now, standard American diet. My mom even like was selling perfume on the side when I was in like lower school. I mean, zero concept for I me. Mean, we had a mosquito man. We were. I was on soy formula starting from the get-go because we were told it was the best. You we know, We were
1: basically like and raised I'm- on DEET.
0: <laughs> literally chasing mosquito trucks. And I'm in Houston, Texas. Like, you know, they just come down the street and we chase them. <laughs> so, and here I am, I'm very healthy right now and have overcome a lot. So there's, there's hope for anyone out there listening, thinking, Oh my gosh, like, is it too late? So I grew up in that environment. I had my first period at 13 years old, which is healthy and natural. Um, but then it never came back. So in high school, my mom took me to, uh, one of the top fertility doctors, um, here in Houston, and they did a sonogram and found that I had thousands of cysts on my ovaries. So I was actually deemed, um, one of the very worst cases of polycystic ovarian syndrome that he had ever seen come through his office. Thousands, thousands. Like you could not even see my ovaries. So, you know, here I was quote unquote healthy. I mean, you would never know from the outside. I mean, I had some acne, but I wasn't I didn't have like a bunch of facial hair. I wasn't fat. Like I was, you know, all the typical things overweight, that's probably not PC to say, but they, they say like the four F's it's like 40 facial hair fat. You know, they said that when I was in their office, when I was 17, they're like, they're not <laughs> made a bit, a bit of a case. rebrand. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, um, but what's interesting is I remember asking them, is there anything that I can do? Like, anything at all, and the nurse practitioner said, there's nothing, it's all genetic. You know, there's nothing that you can change. You can't eat differently or do anything differently. This is just the kind of the cards that you were given. And she put me on birth control indefinitely and said that I would never be able to have children naturally, um, that I would just come back, you know, when I was ready to conceive, but until then just to refill my uh, birth control prescription. So to be honest at that point, like anyone in a white coat, like anything they said, I I, I was sold. It's like done. And with all due respect, I really value doctors so much. So I don't say that lightly. Um, I just didn't know that I could advocate for myself at the time. And that's something that I have learned. You were 14. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But even now, I mean, so many of my peers and so many people even older than me, like don't still don't realize that we can advocate for ourselves when it comes to our health. So Fast forward, I go to college. Well, wait uh, before
1: you fast forward. Can I just interrupt? So yeah. they said there are thousands of cysts. Here's birth control. Was the idea that the birth control would prevent any further development of this syndrome, or was it supposed to get rid? Re- so, like what were you supposed? Like control- you were you supposed to walk around with these cystic ovaries?
0: Yes, exactly. So the cysts. There's nothing I can do about the cysts. There's no, you know, minimizing them. The birth control was simply um, pumping synthetic hormones into my body. Um, and telling it to bleed <laughs> to menstruate. So basically as soon as I started taking the birth control, I started having my period again. Okay. Um, or a period. I feel like it wasn't mine. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was, it was definitely
1: big pharma's.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was not mine. <laughs> so um, yeah. So I had that one period at 13 and then didn't have another one until I was 17, given the birth control. And then I started having my period. So Fast forward to college, I am now uh, rooming with Kelly, who um, is from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, originally, and we became best friends. And she really watched my health kind of just crumble in front of all of us. I mean, it was crazy. I was dating my then boyfriend, now husband, and we have been dating since I was 17. So he's really been on this entire journey with me. We've been together for over 20 years. But starting my sophomore year, I began developing what some would just say, like tightness in my upper back. I was seeing, masseu- you know, masseuses and I started doing rolfing and some acupuncture. It was getting worse and worse. It was going toward my lower back, more sciatic nerves. And then within a few months, I was lifting a milk, you know, conventional cow milk, a <laughs> gallon of milk out oh, of the fridge back in the day. And it <laughs> fell to the floor. I mean, I was losing like motor skills. So it became kind of a neurological thing as well. I was traveling all over the country, seeing the best specialists, juvenile arthritis specialists. And by the end of my sophomore year, I was literally a walking pharmacy. I was on hydrocodone. I was on muscle relaxers, sleeping pills, antidepressants. I, it was miserable. Um, And the last doctor I went to throughout, he said, I don't have evidence for this, but all of your symptoms and what you're describing and what I'm seeing on your, on, you know past doctors reports is pointing toward ms and i'll just i'll never forget like that Ugh. moment where i thought okay this was all kind of i don't know i'm just i'm i'm so young and nothing really hit me hard at that point even being told i couldn't have babies on my own didn't hit me it the way it register. would now but when they when that was said i just remember thinking like i'm not even going to be able to walk down the aisle at my wedding like this is bad you know so that's when my aunt maryly comes into picture and at that point in my life I didn't know her super well. She lives in the Hill Country in Texas. Um, She did then, she still does. And I kind of thought, she's kind of like this hippie aunt that lives out there. She makes her own food and, you know, doesn't have a cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, little did I know over the past decade, um, she had been consulting as an environmental health specialist, a material data specialist for building you know construction sites she's worked with contractors she had saved herself from a pending kidney transplant uh, that she was told she would needed by using food as medicine so then that led her to become a macrobiotic chef for a resort in jamaica that she ran for years i'm telling you this woman was doing all these things i had no idea what was happening and she starts talking to me about toxins in my products that I'm using, my hairspray, the pesticides, the paint, the shampoos, the lotions, the trash bags, the Splenda that I thought was healthy. You know, yeah. I was skinny, so I was healthy, right? That was yeah. that was always all we needed. And it at first I thought, who, like, how in the world would she would she come in here and give me advice that's going to help me when I have been to the top doctors in the nation and no one can crack my case? But then there was this other part of me that thought, like wow, this is the first time someone has said something to me that I can actually change and control. She's asking me questions like, have you recently moved or remodeled? Have you recently painted or sprayed pesticides? What is your three-day diet diary? And I'm thinking, wait, these are things like their lifestyle choices, you know? So I had nothing to lose. I was in not a good spot mentally and obviously physically. Um, so I started making these simple changes and I'm telling you, Erica, my body responded beautifully and quickly. And I was able to drop off hydrocodone. I was able to sleep better. The pain was way less. And Kelly, my roommate is watching this and she's like, what, who is what, who is this? Who are you talking to? So upon graduation, we thought we're going to go live with aunt Marilee in the hill country and just learn how to cook and learn what this is all about. And little did we know that was the summer of 2008. It would completely change not only our health and our own lives and the direction of, of, you know, what we would do with our careers and how we would, you know, raise our children, but it would affect thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Um, And so we got out there that summer and we were drinking juice. This was before the juice craze. This was when, you know, Marilee said, y'all had juice. We're like, yeah, we love orange juice. She's like, no beet, carrot, kale, ginger, lemon. We're like, what? How do you even get juice out of those things? (laughs) They weren't using EMF protectors on our phones. We're grounding, we're rebounding, we're dry brushing, we're oil pulling. I mean, we are out there. (laughs) And our sorority sisters, our friends are like, what in the world have Kelly and Alvin been wrangled into? And it's funny because now they're the ones calling us like, my kid has this, what do we do? Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, yeah, so that summer was the last summer that I took a prescription drug. I was virtually pain-free at the end of those eight weeks. And Kelly is, you know, we say we well, either have to be sick or you have to be smart to get on this train. And I'm obviously the sick one. And Kelly went out there and she's, you know, healthy and just smart, just trying to get ahead of things. Um, but what was interesting is she had horrible menstrual cramps. She was taking mydol every month. She had body odor, itchy eyes, dry skin. Um, and all of those things went away. I mean, by the end of the summer, she's like, I don't need deodorant. I don't, you know, all of these things. And and she had come in, you know, merely divorced us from all of the toxins so kelly yeah. walks in and she is had been using dryer sheets her whole life and you know Lee's like i'm so sorry to say this but y'all are gonna have to put all of your clothes out to sun in the sun and get the toxins out and we're gonna go buy also new basic clothes and kelly and i are smelling our clothes and each other's clothes we're like what are you talking we don't smell anything by the end of the summer we're like oh we can't even be around this stuff it's so smelly so you know our bodies were unmasked to all of these things, you know, when you're exposed to these toxins yeah. day in and day out, it's like a smoker. You don't even notice the smell yeah. of smoke, and then you stop smoking, you can hardly, you know, walk into a, a bar that smokes. So, um, That's that an was the really analogy. Started, yeah. We that summer, we thought, you know, we have to get Marilee's brain on the internet. She was spending. 15 hours a day, sun up to sundown, consulting with clients all over the nation. I mean, within the chemically sensitive world, Merrily is extremely famous. (laughs) Even without that cell phone, people track her down. Um, And it all really started not only from her own situation with her kidney, but where she got all of her knowledge and really what was the impetus of us starting our entire Toss the Toxins journey was her son at 10 years old. So my first cousin was exposed to Chlordane, which is a pesticide that is now banned. And he was exposed at school and he came home from school that day. His lips are blue, his lymph nodes are shot up like little BBs in his neck. He can't walk a straight line. He can't spell a three-letter word. He's so sensitive to noise, you can hardly speak without whispering. He's basically damaged. And he was taken to um one of the top uh World War veterans, uh that sorry, one of the top environmental specialists that treated World War veterans. And basically he said, he'll never recover. He's a bubble child, keep him comfortable, give him, you know, these 17 shots a day, but, um, there's really no hope for him. And so Maryly refused to listen to that. She refused to take that as the final word. She basically, this mama bear mentality rose up in her and was like, thank goodness you're not God because like basically watch me roar. <laughs> My son's going to be healed. And so for the next seven years, she is removing toxins from her home trying to create a safe home for him and she couldn't figure out what is it that can't that prevents him from coming inside of our home which i feel like is completely free of toxins he was reacting every time they would come inside so they were actually sleeping on cots outside um, of their home so one day she has this idea she thinks you know i had put all of the the perfume and the um cleaning product in this one box in the closet And she thought, okay, there's no way that that could be it, but I'm just going to take a chance. I'm going to remove that box and see what happens. Well, the following day, Douglas comes in the house and usually he can't last more than seven to 10 minutes. He starts getting really irritated and he has to leave. And he said, mom, I don't feel bad. What did you do? What, What have you done differently with the house? And she just said, oh, I don't know. She's kind of played it off. And that night she's laying outside in bed next to him and she has this aha moment. She thinks, you know what? At the grocery store, when we go down the cleaning product aisle, we know what aisle we're on, even if we had a blindfold on. And for her son and for so many people out there, they're not reacting the way that a normal human with a strong immune system would react. They are reacting like a canary in the coal mine on the parts per million and billion, even trillion level these babies and immunocompromised, the elderly, these people who are chemically injured, they are reacting to those tiny amounts of chemicals that are creating this low-level chemical soup in our homes. So um, basically that was the crux of his turnaround. That was when he really started healing. He became the first um, homeschooled child to be accepted into the U.S. Naval Academy. He is 45, he has three children, he's fully recovered. Um, And I think that that really that story, I always include that story because it really helps people understand that we have to get those toxins out. It's not about going out and buying healthy products and putting them next to your toxic products. That doesn't create a healthy home. Right. We would rather you never buy Branch Basics. Get some vinegar, get some isopropyl alcohol you know, for disinfecting, but get rid of your toxic products. So fast forward to me, I went back to that doctor. This was six years later. The cysts are gone. I had my natural period on my own without birth control I've tried three times. I have three children. They were all born at home. They're happy and healthy. So it really is a testament to our environment and, of course, our diet and how the power of pure really can be so transformative. Oh, my God. That
1: story, like there are so many moments in that story where I'm shaking my head and I've already heard it, but I'm like, this can't be true. This can't actually be so obvious and so clear, but yeah. it feels impossible. And then obviously there's enough science to back it up. Um, and I mean, God bless Mary Lee and everybody needs that. aunt, right.
0: Right. And what's interesting. You just said about the science is since my story, um, I actually adore the doctor and especially the nurse practitioner that had originally said that to me in high school. She actually called me a few years ago and she said, I listened to your story because I had one of my patients come in and reference your product. So she went on, she listened to my story or maybe she read it on the website she calls me, I mean, from my phone number from years ago. And she basically, she takes me to lunch and she's like, I want to apologize to you that I told you that this was something that you had to deal with and that it wasn't something that could be, you know, changed through lifestyle choices. And shes they've since added an entire health and wellness kind of lifestyle wing to their practice where they guide people on how to, um, you know, mitigate the effects of PCOS and how it's not just something that... Is we're the victim of our genetics. Um, because let's face it, like our genes load the gun, but our environment and our diet and those choices we make, that's what pulls the trigger. So there is so much hope for anyone listening. Things like endometriosis and PCOS, I would actually say endo is a lot easier um to reverse and to heal than PCOS. But you know, girls with getting their periods so young and infertility rates being so high and little boys born with undescended testes and getting facial hair and and that weight gain that you can't seem to get rid of. I mean, all of these things go back to these hormone disrupting chemicals that we bring inside of our home. And science has now backed up everything that we've experienced. Yeah.
1: Well, first of all, that's incredible that you actually got an apology from this practice. And not only that, but now they're implementing change because of you and your story. So
0: that's amazing. amazing,
1: hands down. Um, but so everything that you were just mentioning about the, the endocrine disrupting um, chemicals, that that's the piece I think that is so important and critical. And I think what is largely unrecognized, because I think as with most things in our culture now, we've gotten used to, I mean, you, you know, you speak about it from like a food and, and digestive uh, optimization point of view where people just have like sluggish digestion and they just kind of assume that like, oh, you know, it's like you said, it's my genes or it's just the food that I'm eating, but I don't want to change it. And and people get so accustomed to feeling bad that they don't understand how bad they actually are because they don't understand the continuum of what it is to feel good. So I think what you're talking about, I, I would really love for you to to kind of explain in, in more detail Because I think that everything you just named, you know, kids that are getting their periods, you know, girls that are getting their periods younger, boys that are uh, developing facial hair, like the early onset of puberty, I think is something that we just don't really think about. We don't talk about because a generation ago, nobody was talking about it because it was like taboo. And those are, you know, shamey topics that we don't really like to get into even in like health class in school. So as a result, culturally, that conversation is not very active. And I think that is actually, the biggest sort of one of the biggest landmarks and one of the biggest pivot points for us in the conversation is if you are noticing this in your nine and 10 and 11 year old children, it's not normal. And it doesn't mean that it's, it's, there's definitely something wrong, but it certainly deserves a closer look. So can you just talk a bit about like what actually is happening with endocrine disruption? And then let's get into the sources. And I I do want to say, and I'll say it again, like, this is not about fear mongering and this is not about creating some, some sensational extreme, you know, live in a bubble like Julianne Moore and that movie safe and, and become afraid of the world. This is like, I mean, that movie scarred me. Let me tell you that movie fucked yeah. me
0: up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, but Erica, that's so true. It's actually the opposite. It's the fact that we can make simple choices that don't cost much at all. In fact, really it's, you know, we're, we're, we're seasoned to think that wellness is expensive it doesn't have to be expensive it's it actually about removal it's getting back to basics it's eating real food and breathing clean air and and it's making our homes our apartments wherever it is we're living safe so that our body can actually rest and restore and rejuvenate and get ready for the next day where we are going to face all of these chemicals. People say, well, do you avoid this? And no, I don't because my house is clean. So my body is strong. And so therefore I can go out into the world. I mean, there are some people, yes, they are, are very immunocompromised that are very chemically sensitive and we actually serve a lot of those people as customers but um i recently ran into someone at an event we went to in fort worth and she said for 5 years i could hardly get out of bed and then i started reading your blog i started making changes in my own home and now i'm going to events i'm getting outside i'm i can be a mom again but she was a prisoner of her own choices that she didn't even know were wrong because she had never been told so education is power ignorance is not bliss and some of these things can be so so simple so Back to the endocrine disrupting chemicals. It's funny because I actually just turned an article in uh, this morning to Women's World Daily about this topic, EDCs, endocrine disrupting chemicals. And it's becoming this hot topic, uh, but something that Merrily has been telling us about literally since that summer in 2008. But essentially, you know, we have 80,000 chemicals that have been introduced into these products, these daily products that we use here in the United States. Less than 1% are tested for safety. So many of these chemicals. Can you just
1: say that again? Because I feel like that's a super, no. super Isn't important statistic. Yeah. Say it again,
0: please. One, less than one percent of the eighty thousand chemicals have actually been tested for safety, and most of them are grandfathered in. They're not studied, and you know, in America, we have this kind of silly, horrific—I <laughs> may say—principle um, of you know chemicals being innocent until proven guilty. So we are essentially being the ones tested, right? And until there's enough evidence, there's enough harm done, those chemicals are not going to be pulled or changed or or alternatives, you know, uh, forced to take place. So we have like asbestos or something as an example, where the industry has to really start changing things. BPA is another example, but then industry is smart. And so because BPA is now the big talked about thing, they're now using BPS and BPF, but you can still say BPA free, you know, so you, as consumers, like, again, the more that we know, the more that we can, that more that we can really, um, you know, walk in health, but in other countries, they have the precautionary principle, um, where chemicals are actually guilty until proven innocent. So we really become our own advocates. And if we don't, we, we end up paying the price. Um, So yeah, what what ends up happening with these chemicals is they actually mimic our own hormones. And so they attach to our hormone receptor sites within our body because our bodies simply cannot recognize the difference between synthetic and real hormones. And once those hormone receptor sites are all clogged up with synthetic hormones, our entire system gets thrown off. So hence the weight gain and the facial hair, even the neurotoxic responses of, you know, behavioral issues, mood disorders. Um, you know, I think uh, Dr. Oz, was it that did a whole um, episode on is your shower curtain making you fat? And I've never forgotten it because it's so true. We have these shower curtains that we bring in that you can just smell them right now as you're, as you're thinking about it, you know, those really plasticky smells. And we think, oh my gosh, like I would never, you know, eat something like that. Well, you're breathing in those toxic chemicals. And so that's a lot of what we're trying to do at Branch Basics is trying to educate on, hey, there's actually a shower curtain at Target that's a lot cleaner. And hey, you know, if you can just switch to these glass instead of using plastic. And um, so yeah, back to the endocrine disrupting chemicals, I think one of the biggest um, hurdles to creating a healthy home these days are all of the scented products so the scented candles that are not scented with essential oils but instead are scented with was scented with the word parfum or fragrance which under that one ingredient it can there are thirty one hundred chemicals that are classified as either a parfum or fragrance so you have that one ingredient right But that's not telling you exactly what is in that. So every time you see the word fragrance or parfum, get it out. It does not belong in your home. If you smell peppermint, you want to make sure that that is coming from a high quality peppermint essential oil or lavender or whatnot. So a lot of people have these hand soaps. I'm not going to name names, but there's a company that you all probably know what I'm talking about. They have all the different, you know, scents and you see them in so many people's homes. And. They're synthetically fragrance, and so we're putting that on our hands, and then we're eating, and you know, all the things. Um, so our skin actually absorbs a hundred percent of the synthetic fragrance that it's in coming in contact with. So when we think about our shampoos and such,
1: so when you see on a label of shampoo or of hand soap, and like like, like you said, if it doesn't say parfum or, or fragrance if it doesn't say those words, can we assume that it is free of anything synthetic or do you have to take it a step further?
0: Yeah, you want to see lavender. You want to see peppermint. You want to see lemon. You want to see those actual words. And honestly, Marilee, if she were listening right now, she would be mad at me because what she really wants people to understand is that we should have a home that's free of all scents. Even the essential oils these days, they are actually tons of them, most of them, use solvents and they have that high levels of phthalates, which are actually now they're still shown to throw off our, um, our hormonal system. And so our advice at range basics is to just have a scent free home. Um, and the more you have that, the more you actually really appreciate having a home that is just free of all fragrances. But if you're one of those people that really has to have a scent using a high quality essential oil, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is best. So getting, we have an entire, um, blog post. I just actually posted about it two days ago, tagged a linked link to it on our Instagram, but it's all the candles that, um, are made in companies that use high quality essential oils.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think candles are a big one because people feel like, Oh well, you know I'm only burning it every once in a while, and you know it's like a seasonal thing or whatever. But it, it, and you're you're breathing it in, and you're probably coming into skin contact with it, and all of that. Um, so yeah. it is candles are, are listen, a big one.
0: Trash bags and stationery and kids' shoes are. There's a company that makes kids' shoes, and they all have these scents in them. You know, well, so we yes, that's in trash bags. First
1: of like all, that. that's a terrible idea. It, they've never. <laughs> In the best case scenario, a scented trash bag is is not a good idea.
0: No, it's like putting lipstick on a pig. I mean, just don't do it, you know? And the, um, gosh, what else was I thinking about? Stamps, tampons, toilet paper. I mean, you can buy anything scented these days. So that that is something that just should not belong in the home. But even more important than that is pesticides. So RAID and lice shampoos and any of that have absolutely no place in the home. They are extremely neurotoxic. Pesticides seek lipid dense areas of the body, and what is the fattest, p- fattiest part of our body? It's our brain. So pesticides are directly linked to neuro, neuro, uh, my gosh, neurodegenerative diseases, Parkinson's, ALS, memory loss, things like that. So. Um, getting the pesticide out, pesticides out is huge. It, they also cross the blood brain barrier. So um, it's really important that if you're trying to conceive or pregnant um, or have a new baby in the house, just making sure the pesticides are not there. And this does not mean you have to live with roaches and ants and such. So we have, again, on our website, all these free articles on alternatives to mm-hmm. um, using conventional pesticides.
1: Well, and something else that I I touched on in an earlier episode with um, a doctor who specializes in environmental medicine was again, you know, you think about the obvious things. Okay, well, I don't use pesticide, and I don't, you know, I don't use it on my lawn. I don't surround myself with it, but it's on your shoes because wherever it is you're walking is very likely not necessarily as yeah. aware and conscious of this stuff as you are. So very likely you're tracking some of this stuff into your house when you're wearing shoes. And so one okay. of her pieces of advice was like, just don't, don't wear shoes in the house. Like it's, wear it's shoes in the house for so yeah. many reasons, but and you
0: can nicely, I mean, this is what we do. We have our, by our back door, by our front door, we have little shoe racks and we have a couple shoes that always stay there. So you're nicely telling people it's like, you know, the pistachio shells next to the pistachios on the coffee yeah. table, you know, it's like <laughs> where you put your things.
1: <laughs> the starter pistachio. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So pesticides, fragrance. Yeah. Fragrance is a big one. I feel like even I need to go and like do an edit. That was actually a question I had for you though, because I love your products, but I am also somebody who enjoys a scent right. from now, yeah. you know, now and I then. It. So if you do want to add an essential oil to like the laundry, for example, or to the, um, it's really. I mean, that's really the only one that I, I like. It. I don't necessarily need it on like countertops or whatever. I like actually right. just like the smell of vinegar, and then it goes away. Right. Um, but would you? I mean, are you like? Could a you lot sanction? of people do?
0: No, okay, no. A lot of people do add um, some drops of lavender or peppermint or something to the laundry bottle. And that's totally fine. I mean, like I said, our number one recommendation is scent-free. But if this is the thing that's going to take you towards that, it is way better than any other product you're going to get on the market. So feel free to add. Just make sure that the essential oil is high quality, solvent-free, wild-crafted. Invest in a good essential oil. They last forever. You only need a couple drops. So just that is something to invest in. Yeah, okay. Good
1: tip. (laughs) So what I love about what you guys are doing, and I don't, I mean, I, I generally do try to veer away from, you know, product focused podcast talk because I feel like there's a lane for that and it's not this one. I don't really want anything to end up sounding like an extended infomercial, but I think that right. in this case the science and the information here is so it's so important and it's so relevant, but then also your products are offering such a, an immediate solution to that. But to your point, It's not even like you're trying to push them because you are also just as transparent. Like you can make a lot of this stuff on your own with very basic home ingredients. It's not about actually like signing up and subscribing or purchasing or whatever. But I like the fact that you kind of have this like master um, blend and then it really just varies based on the amount of water that you add. I mean, how how did you even like, how hard was it to arrive at that particular solution in the first place?
0: Very. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It actually, we actually had to shut down the company in 2015 because we were um, private labeling a product that Mary had used in her practice and with her son and on her own body that was so clean that even her son, who was reacting to everything under the sun, was not reacting to it. However, it turns out there was an ingredient in it that was not disclosed to us fully. We just did not feel comfortable continuing to private label that product. So we shut down in 2015 and we were determined to work with a formulator, even though we have zero background in formulation, manufacturing. I mean, it was just the three of us passionate about educating and wanting to create a safe alternative for people, but that was about it. Um, so it took over hundred iterations and about 18 months for us to come up with this formula. So we launched, relaunched again in 2016. Um, Kelly and I had like six month old kids. I mean, it was just a mess. Our first, firstborns. borns. Um, But it is a very special formula to us. We're like, this is exactly what we prayed for. We feel like God just like totally saw us through. That's when our new, our current CEO and CFO, we met them and they actually came on and really helped us navigate through the entire process. But I'll tell you what, Erica, the hardest thing was working with these formulators, chemists, manufacturers, who would classify all these ingredients as non-toxic and green and sustainable. And Merrily was like, Well, that's great, but I've actually been working with clients for 30 years who can't be around potassium sorbate and sodium benzoate and methyl isothiolazanone So no matter what you say, we're not going to add them to our formula. So we're going against kind of the clinical boots on the ground. Um, You know, you can't find it in a textbook experience that Merrily had, and we're putting that on top of the brilliance of these chemists and the ability for them to actually come up with something that felt like a unicorn at the time. And we had to work with several of them before one came up with something. I'll never forget the day that they sent this iteration to us. And we were like, show us the ingredients. We just want to make sure, triple check that this, is because we love this one. This is working. We were doing stain testing. We were sending it out to sensitive friends and some of Merrily's clients. And the ingredient list was clean and it was working because it can be clean, but if it doesn't work, you can always sell, you can sell ice to an Eskimo, but like, they're not going to buy it again if it doesn't work. Right. So we were like, it has to work. Um, and so that's where we landed and we're so, so proud of it and excited. And so many of the preservatives and additives, um, that are found in pretty much every green or non-toxic product on the shelf, um, don't exist in our formula. Um, so.
1: That's great. I mean, it really does feel, it feels daunting. It feels like I feel so privilege to be able to have this one-on-one conversation with you and really draw it all out and and, and share that. Um, but I know that it's not, you know, it, 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 you're not available for for private consult with, with everybody. If you were to get, I mean, it feels like there's, there's so many layers, right? It's like, okay, well, you get rid of fragrance, but then there's another thing to pay attention to. And it kind of feels like you could make yourself a little crazy, you know, sort of diving yeah. in, but understandably it, it, it is so important. I mean, what... What do you feel like if somebody is listening right now that is just hearing this and starting to freak out because it sounds like so much um mm-hmm. but there are things that you know they need to start with we we, we talked about fragrance and pesticides but like that where is the most where's the most important environment in the home to to look at and I know you said earlier it's not like you can buy a clean product and put it next to a bad product and then right. everything mm-hmm. is okay but like where, what are the important things that we where need you to start yeah
0: laundry room. (laughs)
1: Okay. All right. See, I would not have guessed that I would have said kitchen.
0: Yeah. If you think about it, what you choose to put in your washing machine, you are putting in your bloodstream because directly. I mean, the clothes that we are wearing right now, as we do this podcast, um, they're on our person all day. And like I said, our skin is like a sponge, especially with these synthetic fragrance oils. They are highly absorbable. Um, And they are actually are the the dryer sheets and the fabric softeners they're actually um you know formulated to to adhere to stick to the fibers of our clothing think about our sheets our pillowcase when we go to bed at night we are literally nose to the pillowcase deep breathing every single night we are in the shower naked finally escaping the laundry and we have a washcloth i mean we do not escape our laundry it follows yeah. us everywhere and i can just tell you right now people that are listening are like oh gosh i hope i don't uh run into Allison. But if I meet someone and I hug them, I can tell them I I I know if they're <laughs> using toxic detergent. To it. Um <laughs> it's so funny in, in people that like do speak my language. Um I can I can call it out and say, oh my gosh, I can tell you're using Branch Basics. They're like, oh, how did you know? <laughs> like, or I can say, I know you use Branch Basics, but you're definitely not using it on your laundry. Um, because even the, not like I said, the non-toxic ones, like I can smell the toxic products even in the non-toxic detergent. So I would say that is the first place to start. It can make, it's one of those changes that can make such a huge difference. And we often tell people, we're giving you a 10-day challenge. Remove all of your toxic laundry products, use Branch Basics for 10 days, And tell us if you really miss it or if you really want to go back. And often those smells, you know, they'll go back to their childhood home and stay at their parents' house. And they're like, oh my gosh, I can't. How did I live in that for so long? Like I had to get my parents, I shipped a starter kit to my parents' house before I went back for Thanksgiving or whatnot. Um, But give it some time too. If you start laundering your clothes in Branch Basics and you have been using dryer sheets and fabric softeners, it will take several cycles to really get it out of your clothes. And um, sunning, Meaning, like putting your product, putting your uh, clothes in the sun. And then we actually have articles on our website about detoxifying your laundry room and your washer and dryer to help get that scent out of your washer and dryer. So that is where to start. But I will say, even before that, we have so many free articles. If you go to our toss the toxins section on our website, you don't have to spend a dime and you can learn so much and you can really prevent, reverse um, even so many of the symptoms that you're probably experiencing. And I'm talking things that we think are normal, the PMS, the body odor, the sleepless nights, the mood swings. I mean, kids stuff, skin issues, all those things. And we actually have a course that's called, um, it's the toss the toxins course where it took us quite a while, lots of resources that we recorded 12 modules. And we basically take you through by we Marilee Kelly and I sitting down, take you through step-by-step how to create a healthy home. And then you're automatically put into our Slack Um, channel. And so we have you have direct access to the founders and I go through, in fact, I was doing this before I hopped on the podcast, just talking directly to customers who have questions about their mattress or their air purifier or whatnot.
1: That's amazing. You guys really are so committed to just spreading the word and that's, that's the most important part here. So I mean, congratulations. It. I feel like you deserve all of the success that you guys have achieved with this business. They're doing incredible things. I'm so excited to meet you in person in in Yay, Nashville and I have more questions because uh, I feel like I could just pick your brain all day and I'm sure everybody has that experience when they're talking to
0: you. <laughs> no, I'm just so honored to be here and I hope everyone listening, I think this is going to come out before the Nashville yeah. event. But if you're in Nashville, please come out. This event is going to be amazing. I'm so excited. To be really honest, I haven't even told Erica this. I never say yes to stuff like this. And no. Erica this to me. No, I mean, we just do so much travel within do our own lot. company, within PR, And just, I have three kids under six and it's just one of them's being homeschooled. It's just a lot going on in my life right now. So travel is not typically the thing, especially when I can hop on my phone and talk to hundreds of thousands of people. But when I saw this opportunity come across my desk in June, I was like, all in. Um, oh, so Kelly and I are coming out. We are so excited. We're bringing our families and not, of course, to the actual event, but we will be there. I know Erica's like, wait, what? <laughs> but um, we're really pumped. So I hope that if you're listening and you're in the Nashville, Franklin area, please come out.
1: Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And I will see you in a few weeks. Um, and yes, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for listening to All Too Well, guys. And as always, I am accepting stars, reviews, all of the above. They don't cost you anything and they mean a lot to me. So if you do have time, head on over to Apple Podcasts and throw me a few stars and, uh, you know, just do a good turn. Thanks.